0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. There it is. That's what we need right there, some energy. I love it. I want to talk to you about a couple of things today. Uh, One is the Gospel of Mark, to me, has stood out over time. Uh, And it's different. It's different because the other three Gospels start the process and they tell you a little bit about what's going to happen. And they give you kind of an outline. Mark just starts with Jesus getting his disciples together. He hits the ground running and they immediately go to work. Now, last week in the gospel, it was him saying to his first disciples, drop your nets and I'll have you fish for people, so follow me, and and they do. Uh, That is something that is scary to think about, just leaving everything that you have, leaving your family, leaving your friends, leaving the security of what you know. Uh, In seminary, um, I served for two years at a wonderful parish in Austin and we were having a staff meeting one time and we were discussing this gospel message and my friend and mentor, uh, Al Rodriguez, who at that time was the director of the uh, Hispanic Church Studies program at the seminary and I were talking and I said, I cannot imagine trusting God enough and knowing and just dropping everything you have and just going to follow God. And he said, you did that. You're here. And I'd never thought of it like that. And that was a a really a strong moment for me to realize what I had done and how God had called me. Now, um, Jesus did not give the disciples an outline. They didn't get an itinerary. They didn't get anything. He just said, follow me. And they did. We don't do that in our world. Raise your hand. I know it's uncomfortable for Episcopalians, but raise your hand if you just randomly buy things without doing research. Anybody? Nobody. Well, kind of. Well, I do, and I usually maybe get in a little trouble for that. We research everything. We research everything. I don't know how someone could just do that without any reservation at all. But they did. Now, imagine, if you will, you follow Jesus, and you're getting used to what he's doing. You're kind of starting to see what this might be, and here he is teaching And someone who is possessed comes into the room. That is a scary moment. Um, I don't know many people who have genuinely experienced that in our world. Um, It's not something we see often. Um, But here it is, this moment of panic. And the way Mark's gospel reads to me, Jesus just goes, oh, stop, come out of him. Like it's nothing, but it's such a powerful moment and a change in this person's life because Jesus showed the power of God and healed this, this man, and it's an awesome thing. Now, the other thing I wanna talk about today is our psalm. I don't really preach on the psalm very often, um, but this one is amazing. Hallelujah, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Now, how often do we do that, really, really do that, and thank God for the things that we have? We may be thankful, and we may feel we give thanks, but how many times do we really just say to God, thank you? I saw something not long ago online, and it said, if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for today, what would you have? What would you have left? I kind of joked earlier but in the eight o'clock service, but I'm not sure my wife and son would still be here because sometimes I forget to say thank you to them or for them. And I, maybe, maybe the other way around too, I don't know. But really, what would you have left? Would you have your house? Would you have your car, your job? Would the, would the pantry be full of food? It's, it's, it's mind-numbing to think about that, but what if that happened? Are, you think, are your wheels turning to think about what you might have tomorrow? Because even as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, oh man, what am I going to not have? Right? But that's an important thing. It's an important thing to thank God, and it's not just about praying to God in the difficult times when we need things, when, when we're sick, or when a loved one is hurting, or our kids are having problems, or whatever those situations are. We need to give thanks to God for the good things, being thankful. I mean, really, technically, we're supposed to thank him for the bad things, too, because that's supposed to be part of our walk, but that's really hard to do. Oh, I'm horribly sick. Thank you. It doesn't work that way for us most of the time. But I think if we were to read this every day this week, that's my challenge for you this week. Take your bulletin home, or just remember it's Psalm 111. Read it every day and spend a few minutes, five or six minutes with the words. See what stands out to you. See if you can find things and ways to be thankful. This could be our mantra as Christians. Imagine how different the world would be if we were actually doing this every day. How different would your life be if you focused all of your energy on thanking God for everything that you have in the majesty and the splendor and the power of God? That's awesome to think about. It's really awesome. Now, back to the gospel. As I said earlier, right, Mark starts out and just they hit the ground running and Jesus is working. Now, I'm also going to challenge you to think like Mark wrote his gospel. So many times we wait for something, right? We're, we pace ourselves so we don't get ahead of ourselves. We don't s- step too quickly because it's scary to really go after something, right? If we, if it, say if it's a dream job, if someone has a dream job and they want to do it, it's scary to do what you have to do to get there. However, as Christians, we are called to follow Jesus. Just like the disciples, he said, follow me, and they did and today he's saying to us, follow me. And we do. That's why we're here. But no more pacing yourself. No more waiting to see how things are going to go. Think like Mark wrote the gospel and hit the ground running. Go out today and change the world. Don't wait Take the faith that you have, the light that God has put inside of you, and go out and dispel the darkness of our world. But do it fast. Be vigilant. And be thankful for the ability to change the world around you. And just for the record, I'm not just challenging you, I'm going to challenge myself too. Because I need to say thank you more often. And sometimes, if I'm completely honest, I am hesitant to have these difficult conversations about God with certain friends, certain family members, because I, I'm, maybe I'm afraid of the dynamic. Perhaps I'm afraid of how that will affect a relationship. But I think it makes me want to go have those difficult conversations and I want to tell the world about God. And I want to tell the world about Christ Church. And I want people to know that when we, as Christ Church, this community, when we leave this building, we leave the church, we are leaving it as the church. Go with vigilance and energy and excitement and find ways to thank God every day. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.